you literally sent me this text this morning that was like, Kelsey's going to break up with me. And I was like, <laughs> why is she referring to her therapist as like her romantic partner here? Hello, clowns. I'm Ami. I'm Yu Chen, and we're the hosts of Clown Vibes Podcast. We're two best friends who get together to laugh and discuss a variety of topics. From all things pop culture to navigating through adulthood as Asian Americans, and more with our own clown spin, of course. We're so glad to have you here to clown around with us, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, clowns. How's it going, Yu Chen? I always oh say gosh. the same thing to intro. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I have not heard you say my full name in so long (laughs) I was like this is odd to hear yeah it felt weird saying it (laughs) it's been a weird day it's It's been been a weird such a weird day do you think our weird days has been brought on by us watching the Barbie movie like that's the only thing that's happened you know what I mean no it's not (laughs) (laughs) okay Yes. Let's live I in our Delulu think- land. <laughs> it's the only thing that's happened, okay? It's the only thing that has happened that we're willing to talk about yeah. and spill online. Much more has happened that we think has caused this weirdness in our lives. But, you know, there's some things that we just got to keep to ourselves. A hundred percent. There's some things got to take to the grave. But yes, I saw a TikTok where this girl was like, everyone has been so hyped up about the movie, but now that we've watched the movie, what's next? Like, (laughs) what do we do now? (laughs) And like, I I feel that so hard. I'm just like, I don't have any fun TV shows to look forward to. I try to get a fun tea drink thing that was in coffee while on my long walk today. And Uh the like mom and pop shop, it's not even a mom and pop shop, this like non-chain breakfast coffee place that I popped into only had black iced tea and I was just like are you trying to kill me and I just feel like there's nothing fun in my life right nothing now nothing fun do I need to like go on a shopping spree and spend money that I don't have I guess I mean my coping mechanism today was to get Taco Bell and I have the worst stomach ache ever and Taco Bell is usually my comfort food my fail safe and it has failed me and that is how awry the world is currently <laughs> I think we need to do an entire episode on like comfort, like comfort TV shows, comfort foods. Yeah. Maybe in the fall because that's like comfort season. Yeah. You know, speaking of not having TV shows, I did just start a new TV show. It's an old TV show, Teen Wolf. I've never seen it. What? (laughs) But my friend said it was really good. So I started it. You always pick like the dumbest shows to (laughs) rewatch. No, it's not a rewatch. I've never watched it. It's a first okay. time watch. Let me know how that goes. I probably won't. I'm watch liking it. it so far. I know that you won't watch it. It's like very Vampire Diaries us, so you could like it actually. No, I feel like I watched Vampires I remember very much similar to like our throwback series where like there's a target uh-huh. age and demographic for it and I watched it during that time. But I feel like I'm now past the target <laughs> demographic and I just would not enjoy it anymore. I think like I have just stayed in the target demographic mentally so I am thriving (laughs) back to the Barbie movie I can't we have actually not discussed really our thoughts on this that's how much things are going (laughs) sideways 
What are your thoughts? <laughs> okay, I thought it was so fun and I really like enjoyed watching it. I think like it was obviously really cool looking. The story was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be more like life size where they stay in the real world longer and like solve a real world problem. Spoiler alert, obviously, if you haven't seen it. But it was funny, engaging, interesting. I liked the little dot, like the daughter in it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I thought she was funny. What do you mean? You didn't like her? I think she, like, her humor was good. I just thought she provided no benefit to the plot. <laughs> she provided the Gen Alpha viewpoint because I don't even think she's Gen Z. Yeah, and I'm just like, why do we need it? <laughs> we don't need them in this movie. <laughs> We didn't, but I did think, like, it was funny when she was there, and I liked the mother-daughter aspect mm-hmm. of the plot. You know, they, a lot of the criticism around the movie is around how it might be a bit too woke, like, too pushing mm-hmm. the feminist agenda. I feel like maybe, yes, but I actually, you know, there's, like, the Barbies and the Kens. I actually enjoyed the Ken storyline more than I enjoyed yeah. the Barbie storyline. And does that make me mm. anti-feminist? I don't know, but I just think that it's so... I thought it was funny, like really funny. And the entire time I was like, oh, Nico would enjoy watching this aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And so for those of you who haven't seen it, it's not just like a four girls movie. Like I think it's like a four everyone movie. Yes, I think the Ken part was really funny, but I did enjoy the Barbie storyline. Like I thought Margot Robbie was great. I liked America Ferreira. Ferreira. Is that how you said her last name? Okay, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I want to go watch it again because I feel like I forgot everything. The usual. Me too. But like one of my favorite parts in the film, I mean, spoiler alert, is that Barbie has an existential crisis. Relatable. And Mm -hmm. suddenly Mattel develops a depression Barbie, which was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) And like one of the things that she does is like she rewatches her favorite TV shows, her comfort shows. And was it Grey's Anatomy in this example? I can't remember. I think it was. And I'm just like, wait, I think it was. that's one of my comfort shows. <laughs> and she watches Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. She's in her sweatsuits. And I think it's just like one of the most relatable things about Barbie because Barbie cannot always be aspirational. Like, yeah. that's not realistic to who we are and I think showing like a depression Barbie would actually like I would buy a depression Barbie as an adult do you think any kids would like want a depression Barbie I don't know when you're such a young kid are you depressed I don't know I mean I'm sure you could be but like do you know what that means like they would have to market it as like sad Barbie yeah oh for sure depression is I can't even spell depression without like spell check (laughs) so I actually can spell depression Wonder why. And speaking of depression, Barbie, that is the main topic for today. Depression. (laughs) It's actually not. It's something close, but we have had a few episodes thus far on the concept of mental health and therapy, a topic that is really near and dear to our heart. I mean, we've had our Therapy X episode where we talk about how some of the things that our therapists have done in the past have literally given us the ick Mm -hmm. and we also had this episode in the past few weeks about how therapy speak is making us selfish yeah and this episode is all about therapy 
breaks and when it's okay to take a therapy break and when you might need to get back into therapy. And I feel like we have so much experience in this because this is like (laughs) the main topic of our lives right now. Yeah, we're honestly recording this because this is a conversation we're just, that's just ongoing. And we were like, what do we record this week? Let's just record us talking through this current issue. (laughs) So I wanna discuss my current situation right now. I started therapy in 2020, (laughs) as I think a lot of people may have. I was living at home, started to realize that there were lots of issues everywhere impacting like how I was feeling and I decided to get into therapy. I found my therapist online. We started doing therapy like virtually and I pretty much like stuck with her for three years and that's crazy. Like even when I moved from New York to California, I still had the same therapist and Mm -hmm. it was only until I recently switched jobs this year and my insurance didn't cover her that like Mm -hmm. I ended up taking an unintentional break. The switch happened when she was on vacation and we were not doing therapy on a regular basis. And when I found out I got this new job and the health insurance didn't work, that's when I kind of like quit with the intention of finding a new therapist, but I never did. And so I've just been (laughs) in this impending doom of a therapy break, but I've been thinking more and more that I really need to get back and we'll talk a little bit more in this episode on like why I think I need to get back but why that break was actually good for me why do you think that you haven't decided to go back so far or like what was preventing you thus far from finding a new one I think it was like honestly the ick like Mm. remember when we first recorded the therapy ick episode I was kind of discovering my icks for the first time. Yeah. Unlike you, where you kind of like experienced the ick in real time and you like knew during your sessions with her that like you weren't happy with her. I think I have this issue with other aspects of my life too, where it's like, I don't know what bothers me, but I know that I'm bothered. But at the same time, like my therapy sessions have been helpful for me. And so I didn't know how to separate those like icky feeling with like feelings of gratitude and like wanting to continue my therapy journey. And I don't know, like every time I thought about getting back into therapy, I was like, oh, the like act of having to find another therapist, having to explain like what I'm upset about, forcing myself to talk about what I'm upset about. Maybe I was being avoidant. I don't know. But at the (laughs) same time, I was so stressed with finding a new job too that, oh no, wait, this was when I had this oh is yeah, when yeah, I started yeah. my new job. Well, I guess like, but I think you just had a lot of stress from like a new change yeah. happening. There were a lot of changes going on. I didn't know what my schedule was like because with my old therapist, I would have therapy Friday mornings, but that's when we record clown vibes. Not that I would <laughs> ever blame clown vibes for why I'm not in therapy, but <laughs> there's been a lot. We can change our recording time. Yeah, I really feel like the not wanting to talk about things. So. To give you guys a little background on where I'm at, I got my new therapist last summer. She went on maternity leave, which I actually didn't even know that it was maternity leave. Like she framed it as like, I'm going to be gone for three months. And I was distraught when she told me. Also, she told me like the one of the hardest sessions that I had had in a while where I was bawling. And at the end, she was like, I have to tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) But while she was gone, I had like a, sub therapist and she was a great 
like person, great therapist, but it just felt like a lot of emotional effort for me to like go back and explain all the backstories of things. So unless it was like really necessary for me to talk about it, we almost just like chit chatted a little and I became so avoidant in those three months. And now that my therapist is back, I'm having an overflow of emotions again. As soon as I like saw my therapist's face, I just started bawling. And she was like, oh my god, are you okay? Like, all the notes from when I was gone seem fine. I'm like, yeah, because I was not experiencing any emotion while you were not here. <laughs> I remember when you had this sub, though. Like, you mm-hmm. had such an internal debate on should I cancel? Should I keep yeah. going? And I think this is something that I've struggled with. I've had friends who've, like, texted me saying, like, I kind of want to cancel therapy or, like, I kind of want to go on a therapy break. But, like yeah. – Why do we have such a difficult time making that decision? For me, it was kind of like, I liked knowing that I had her there as like a crutch almost. And it kind of was like, oh, like I'll have therapy and feel better. And I wasn't feeling anything. So I don't know. I guess I felt guilty. Like I should be going because like clearly I'm not like perfectly fine. I think the guilt factor as I like asked you that question was really hitting me. Like it was a lot of guilt. Like, I think the way that therapy kind of plays a factor in society is if you're in therapy, you're choosing to like make yourself a better person. You're like working on yourself. And when you Mm -hmm. decide to take a break, I feel like it's somehow portrayed as you giving up on yourself or like you not prioritizing your mental health. And I almost feel like that's not true. Like, I think sometimes taking breaks is really important for your mental health. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like in my situation, when I asked for a break from my past therapist, she was basically like, no, it's really important to keep going. And I don't know if I just like internalized that way too much and felt like I'm not doing it right or I'm not prioritizing my mental health if I'm choosing to skip a session. But like I think that is also – what broke in my relationship with my past therapist is I always felt like yeah so pressured to keep these sessions that sometimes weren't working for me yeah that's interesting like I did not have that experience like my sub therapist and like even my current therapist if I'm like I don't really have much to talk about like we can skip next week they're like cool let us know like when you want to come back schedule it message us if you needed therapy like a session in between but sounds good like see you in a month so I I don't know like where mine was rooted from I think just in general like knowing that I probably should go but like didn't really want to address anything was my inner battle you know what's so crazy is one time I had this doctor's appointment that I needed to get to right after therapy and Mm -hmm. I wanted to leave like five minutes earlier because a I was feeling a little like low blood sugar is that it? Where you're yeah. feeling like a little bit nauseous and you haven't eaten and I wanted to eat something before I left. So I asked if we can finish five minutes early and she was like, why? Like she was really against me finishing the call five minutes early and I felt really like, am I just not prioritizing my time with her but it was literally like I was explaining how I need to eat before and she just made it into something where I was like I was feeling stressed about certain things and that's why I had I'm being avoidant or like I'm avoiding like a certain topic and maybe that's I don't want to talk about it and that's why I wanted to end early or I could just be projecting everything that I just vomited out (laughs) 
No, I think it is really weird that she like dug so deep into just random logistical things. Like Mm -hmm. it makes sense for you to want to end five minutes early. At the end of the day, like what's really five minutes? She just seemed like so pushy about the weirdest things. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's your time, right? Like you're paying for this time. You should be able to use it however you want. For five minutes, you want to eat and not talk to her. It's a you decision. Oh, for sure. What is causing you to like want to go back now? Like what's the impetus of this? Post Barbie movie, I realized I'm having an existential crisis right Mm -hmm. now. No, I think there's been a lot of things like bubbling up inside that it's not like there have been any major issues. Like for the most part, I feel like my life has been really stable. I think there's been a lot of changes though in my life Mm -hmm. since I've stopped therapy. Yeah. My friendships and relationships have changed since. And those are like topics that I've wanted to kind of discuss with someone else, like a third party. Yeah. Just because like, I mean, you and I discuss this all the time, but like relationships, romantic or friendships are so, so, so difficult. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something that I've always struggle with is like my friendships and relationships with every single one in my life like I value so much and with some of these changes it's really hard to like understand where I'm feeling in a lot of them Mm -hmm. and then also just like I don't know being in San Francisco and my current job like where I'm at in my career honestly it's probably because nothing bad has happened that I'm trying to create great drama in my life You know, I remember this time like a few months ago. I can't remember when it was, but you were like really like, I'm going to find a therapist. And then it kind of died. Like that thought process died. And I feel like it's a really like normal thing for most people. Like even when I was starting therapy, how many times did I tell you like, I'm going to try to look for a therapist and I never did. Oh, (laughs) you did it for like an entire year. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like the daunting aspect of finding someone new, scheduling it, setting it up, like not knowing if it's going to work out and like if the vibe is going to be there is very scary. Do you journal? Sometimes, like every once in a while, like if I'm feeling the urge to journal, I'll journal. But especially last year when I was like really going through a lot of stuff, I would try to force myself to journal. And I think that was very negative for me in the end. I also am just like not consistent with journaling, but I almost feel like my breaks in journaling are very similar to my breaks in therapy and how I process things. Like I have not written in my journal in like a year and I don't know if it's because I have nothing that I really really need to like release and get out in a way I almost think maybe it is like a way of like avoiding yeah confronting my issues when I'm not willing to like write it down on paper but if you like flip yeah. through my journal I have this one journal that I've had since the beginning of high school it mm-hmm. is literally all like boy drama friend drama family drama if you read it and thought this is all you knew about me you would think I'm like the most psychotic person ever <laughs> Well, it's not fair to judge you by your journal. My journal is hella psychotic. I actually opened it yesterday to do like a therapy exercise and I accident not accidentally, but the last page I had written was dark. <laughs> and psycho and I was just like okay flip 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 I'm not reading this right now (laughs) there are some things like you're meant to expel and not reread yeah no sometimes I'm like rereading them just for funsies and I'm just like wow I forgot these memories I literally like yeah it out of my mind as like a coping mechanism oh for sure like 
I think that's when journaling is most useful for me is when I'm having like so many feelings that I really want to like just get out and know other ways that I usually do it are working. But if I ever force myself to journal, it always ends up being like something I really resent because I am not ready. And that's fully why I am not enjoying it. I want to talk about the types of relationships that we develop with our therapists because you literally sent me this text this morning that was like, Kelsey's going to break up with me. And I was like, (laughs) why is she referring to her therapist as like her romantic partner here? (laughs) But it's so similar. Like I went through – like me and my therapist had an official breakup. Like I thought we were on a break, but we actually – <laughs> and she had asked if I wanted to continue and I was just like no I used my health insurance as an excuse but I was like I just decided I can't I'm not gonna go back to her and you and Kelsey went on a break and you were like unwell during the time you guys went on a break you date someone else <laughs> it didn't work out no shade to my sub therapist I did really really like her she was a great therapist it just like it was hard for me to commit knowing that it was gonna end I remember I was having nightmares that like Kelsey was like not gonna come back and (laughs) that like she would come back and be like I'm not going to talk to you anymore like how are you not well and that's also why I started crying immediately when I saw her because I was so relieved that she was like actually back (laughs) when I told her that she just looked at me like damn you have regressed hella far since I left you (laughs) But you know how there's a saying like once you take a break in your – I don't know if it's a saying, but like once you kind of take a break in your relationship, it's kind of done So Like it's very hard for those to like actually get back together. But – Oh my god. It was so easy for me. I think like once you start feeling like a mm, – I'm kind of like not happy in this. It kind of lingers and it's not easy to bring it back. Like it takes a lot of time and effort and it's hard. I think one thing that I kind of struggle with is when you have that naggy feeling of this doesn't feel right, something's off, you almost automatically think it's like you because therapy is supposed to be such a great thing and helpful thing. And I don't think enough people talk about how actually difficult it is to Mm – find that right level of a therapy patient or a therapist patient relationship and it takes time like you kind of have to shop around and like date around Mm -hmm. a bit Mm -hmm. and therapy is hard like you're not gonna always get along with your therapist I always thought I was gonna I don't know why I thought this but I thought like me and my therapist would have like a friend type of relationship and we didn't interesting I never wanted a friend type of relationship I guess because my first therapist relationship was just so bad I was like I want someone who really like neutral to just like listen to me but you're right like it is hard to trust your gut and it takes you know maybe not trusting it once or twice like with your therapist to really learn like nah if it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel right how do you know when it's time to take a break from therapy oh man I don't know that I've ever like known it was time like I think it's just kind of happened I think anytime I am being avoidant like it is better for me to like skip a session or two because otherwise like I almost go further into avoiding because I'll like go through my session and be like everything's fine everything's fine and then like I'll start believing that like gaslighting myself almost into being like 
yeah, everything is fine. Like, I did say that. But meanwhile, it's just, like, down there. I think, like, moving forward, if I am not feeling it because I'm just, like, not ready to talk about it or, like, don't want to talk about it in the moment, like, that might be my indicator. I hate how we refer to therapy as a journey. Because Mm -hmm. in that sense, don't you think there's, like, an always an end to the journey yeah I was listening to this podcast episode from Jay Shetty's podcast and Mm -hmm. this one girl was referring to her therapy like experience as like oh I'm still on my journey but I'm just like shouldn't therapy just be a continuous thing that you do like sure we're trying to solve certain issues we're trying to address certain traumas but one thing my therapist did teach me is that we'll like never fully be over certain issues like it is Mm -hmm. a continuous thing yeah I think it's more like I've been reading some articles and like seeing some TikToks and stuff too lately and it's more like sometimes your time with your therapist like naturally comes to an end when you're just like feeling better about self-coping basically like self- um how do I explain it? like what's the word for it like no, you, you can handle what things yeah yeah to like handle situations that arise yourself rather than like needing to talk it out and that might not last forever like you might be good at it for a little while but then like too many things happen and it's like overwhelming and you do need to go back to therapy you know maybe you just like need it a little bit every once in a while I just hate the word journey in general like why oh my gosh that thought has really made me realize like why I think I'm ready to go back into therapy again and why it's not with Mm -hmm. my last therapist I really think my last therapist did really represent a different time in my life I was yeah somewhat in New York my New York life living at home during COVID life Mm -hmm. I was basically at this these two different jobs and that kind of wrapped up and I feel like I'm such a different person now yeah. Like I am much more calm in being able to cope with like certain things that I may not have been able to do in the past. And that's due to like yeah. all the work that I did in therapy. And that in turn has made me a completely different person too. Like where I am in my certain friendships with different people, like that's completely different from where I was with my last therapist. My job is completely different. My location's pretty different. My romantic relationships are really different. My familial yeah. relations are hella different. Honestly, my last leg of with my last therapist was so much well when I was in New York was so much about how Leo made me depressed (laughs) (laughs) aww poor baby Leo I know that feels like a fully different life ago yeah sometimes like with changes in just how you are you're growing and you kind of need someone to like meet you at this new place rather than like holding on to how you used to be what's coming to mind is like you know how people say like it's kind of nice to go to college and get a fresh start you can in a sense be like a new person like you don't have your childhood baggage there for someone to like point out at all times and this is kind of a new way for you to like reset the things that you want to talk about and like come at it in like a new light versus you know the way you were feeling about things three years ago for sure I think like I needed some time to kind of adjust Mm -hmm. to this new life or this kind of new person that I am because I feel like I am a really different person than I was two years ago yeah I have a whole set of new problems they're not completely new (laughs) they just have you know it's like a new chapter with different characters Mm -hmm. same problems that have manifested in different scenarios but I'd love to have like another person's 
perspective on it. And also I just want someone to like give me a little bit more direction. My last therapist Mm -hmm. was so like, you tell me. And I'm just like, no, you tell me. I'm paying (laughs) you. Even though that's not how therapy works. But like, you tell me something. You give me a little bit of exercise. You know, like give me a little (laughs) journal prompt. Throw me a bone, something. Yeah, literally anything. Sometimes at like the end of the session, I'll be like, okay, I'm just debating between these two things. Which one do you think is least harmful for me to do? Sometimes they will just, if it's one is clearly just like a don't fucking do this, they'll just be like, please. (laughs) (laughs) Which I appreciate, especially as the person who's like, feels so indecisive and like bigger situations sometimes and especially some of these things that like we've been talking about i'm just imagining you as like someone's therapist and like someone oh hell no like what do i do (laughs) and you're so indecisive that even you like just wouldn't even like that would keep you up at night (laughs) i know no it would be like I would maybe say like what I thought, but then I would be so worried. Like, did I tell them to do the wrong thing? But I feel like my therapist is just like, no, yeah, this is the right thing. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're 100% right. (laughs) To wrap it up, I would just love to recommend Barbie if she ever goes through an existential crisis to get into therapy, but at her own time, because, you know, she just she just got genitals at the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. So there's like, there's an adjustment period. And, you know, with the real world comes real problems. Very, very real problems. Good luck, Barbie. Listen to clown vibes will not help you at all, but it'll be fun. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us on all social media at Clown Vibes Podcast or email us at clownvibespodcast at gmail.com. And if you like our show and want to support us, please like, subscribe, and give us a rating and review. That's it for today. Bye, clowns. Bye, clowns. <laughs>